This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, it's been a few days since I last did an episode. Today it's 6.38 a.m. Tuesday, August 14th, 2018. And I don't know, this past week I've been getting a lot of false accusations made against me at my job. But it's to be expected because Satan controls this job. He controls a lot of jobs. A lot of major companies in the world are under Satan. And I knew it was only a matter of time. Even though I'm meticulous with what I do, I try to be anyways. But yeah, um, I had people lie and make false accusations against me to where now my job is being threatened. But I do have faith in the Lord. I know who I serve. I know I'm under the blood of Jesus Christ, that I am protected and covered, and nothing really does matter um, here anyways. I mean, anything they do to me doesn't really matter, is what I'm meant to say, because I know the promises God made to us, made to me. And I have faith that I will survive because I survived before this job and I will survive after this job. And I've already made preparations in the event that this would happen. So I do believe I will be okay. Um, But cry myself to sleep last night. Nothing really to do with this. I mean, it was an added stress, of course, but I just started looking at pictures of my father and I definitely felt like the enemy was behind his death. And, um, you know, there are cures for cancer and a lot of the major diseases and stuff that are that are out here. Cancer is a big business. And um, they say ginger, the ginger root is a cure for cancer. Just like they say cannabis is a cure for cancer. The cannabis actually goes out and specifically targets cancer cells and gets rid of them. I don't smoke marijuana anymore. I used to smoke it really heavily all day, every day, morning, noon, and night. Uh, But I broke that habit because I was putting it before God. I was actually pretty obsessed with it. People don't think that you can be addicted to marijuana, but you can It does have a lot of beautiful medicinal properties to it and purposes for it. But um, sometimes we form bad habits and, you know, we have to learn to put God before all of that and just go to God. Go to God for everything. So I had a dream last night. Usually when I wake up early, it's 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 because God woke me up to 
reveal this, but the rivers do dry up. And that's what I'm going to call this episode. The rivers do dry up. And I dedicate this to my dear friends, Josiah and Callie, because they were in the dream. And um, baby Phil's in the dream too. But really more directed towards uh, Joe and Callie. Um, sometimes we don't use our talents for the right things here, you know. God, he's extremely, extremely, extremely patient with us. But the rivers do dry up. The rivers do dry up. And eventually, you have to realize where's the source that life comes from. Where is the source that provides every and anything around you, really, you know? The light that you see, the air that you breathe, the food that you eat, and the water that you drink. What is the source? Over the eons of time, it's been said that there are many gods, but there is only one true God. And the only way to that true God is through his son, Jesus Christ. It's amazing how many people are angry and enraged by this. And it's because they're under demonic oppression or possession, you know. They just cannot seem to come to to terms with that fact, you know. It's sad, really. I mean, this was all predicted in the Bible, you know. The scoffers, the haters... All towards people who believe and follow Christ. They persecuted Jesus, so of course they're going to persecute his followers. It's probably really amazing to Satan <laughs> that the these stories of Jesus have stood the test of time. Satan has worked so hard to get rid of any traces of Jesus, you know. But he it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gods you guys worship or what gods other people may worship. There's only one true God. He knows the beginning and the ending. And he's known this forever. He's the great I am. I mean, do you, do you or they, the people that do not believe in this, that resist this movement of Jesus Christ, do they not understand who they are dealing with? A perfectly just God, a loving God. If there's any misconceptions of that love and justice and purity that's exactly what it is it's a it's a misunderstanding we are mere mortals <laughs> we don't have all of the information we don't have all the facts it's probably not even possible it isn't possible that's why we have to go off faith spiritual sight a knowing a knowing that some 
beautifully perfect and pure being created life, created nature and animals, the land, the sea, all of these beautiful things. I've been in complete wonderment just this past month or so just looking at the clouds and the skies every day. Just the beautiful, beautiful skies, the different colors. I mean, a painter couldn't paint this, you know. It's forever changing and moving. The skies don't stay the same, stay the same throughout the day. Nor throughout your life, every single day, every second of every day, it's constantly changing. That's beautiful artistry. It's just breathtaking. And one can only be speechless by it because what what can you say about that, you know? And it's not just that, but everything and its vastness and unlimitedness. No leaf on a tree is the same. No snowflake is the same. You know, there's no looping or cloning. It's all original and ever changing forever. If you don't capture it, it's gone. You don't take a photo, it's gone. Never to be seen again. That that magnitude is just a small, small, small sample of how great our God is. You just have to have faith in that, you know. We're not meant to understand everything. We're humans. We're just to appreciate and love God for that. I think that's a small, small request on God's behalf. If you really pay attention to the life of Jesus and, and, and the Ten Commandments, thou shall not kill. Of course not. We shouldn't kill each other. We shouldn't steal from each other. There's an abundance of things around us. And we're not, we're not stupid life forms or creatures, you know, we, we are intelligent, you know, we, we are clever and there's ways for everyone to thrive here without scarcity. But this too shall pass. The sun will burn out. The stars will fall. The rivers will dry up. So even if we managed to get along for as long as we possibly could, one day the earth would crumble and turn to dust. Particles floating in space, then what? How, how, how far, how long can you run from God? You can, but in the end, you end up with nothing just because you chose to deny the truth because you denied life because you denied the correct way out of what stubbornness, arrogance, pride. Nah, I'm totally cool with God being in control. I prefer that. I don't want that headache. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to have to worry about creating oxygen and creating light so I can see, or creating a breeze to cool me. Creating water to drink. Creating earth beneath my feet. I don't want to worry about these things. I'm fine with God taking care of that. 
I'm 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 fine with what Jesus says. He created us. You know, he is God in human form. It's the best we can understand God. There's a lot of information out there on Jesus, you know. There's a lot of false information too, but the more information that you gather into your being, the better sense of truth that you'll have because God is in us. He created us. The Holy Spirit dwells here if, if you allow Jesus into your heart. That's why they say get baptized. Because when you get baptized, then you are a new creation. Then your your temple is habitable for the Holy Spirit. You know? But you have to start to change. That's what repentance means. Changing your ways. It doesn't happen overnight. God is patient. He knows your heart. He knows if you're working towards something. He knows if you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes. He knows what you're going through. But you give it to him. I give my problems to the Lord. Here, Jesus. I have people making false accusations against me at work. Here, Jesus. Can you please take care of this? I'm not asking for much. Of course, it would be nice to have a lot of money in the bank and not have to worry about people dictating my, my future without having to worry about you know, being homeless or whatever. But you know what? If I if I can't find employment to pay my bills and I have to be homeless, then that's what has to happen. Maybe there's people in the that are homeless that are in the street that need to hear the gospel. I know they need to hear the gospel. So if that's what the Lord wants for me, so be it. Who am I to argue? The birds are not worried about their food. The animals are not worried about their food. Sometimes when I'm having a bad day, when I'm caught up in the world, when I'm in the city life and I'm around all this negativity, sometimes I see a beautiful white bird or a squirrel that just happens to scurry up close to my feet eating some acorns or something, you know, and I make eye contact with this creature and there's just a connection there, a connection that Somebody loves us. Somebody created us. Somebody's providing for us. It may last half a second. But I know that everything's going to be okay when I see that. I, I, I calm down. <clears throat> I stop worrying. Because that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to worry. He wants us to panic. He's constantly, constantly just focused on making us think the worst possible thing. Everybody goes through this. There's not one person that is not under attack by Satan. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm ugly. I don't have enough makeup. This, that, this, that, this, just constant, constant worry. I won't have enough to pay this bill. I'm not, you know. I already know. I mean, he can really, really do a number in our minds. You know, he can really not give us a break, you know. Always say that it's a really sad existence. For Satan and his fallen angels. It's a really sad existence for them. I mean. To spend their. Time. Which is very short right now. Very limited. 
but to have spent their time throughout the centuries just harassing and 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 stalking and targeting man night and day disgusting it's such a disgusting existence for them they are so mad that they made the wrong choice to follow Lucifer and and to be cast out of heaven when you see how hard they work against us that should let you know how beautiful heaven is how much of a paradise it really is wow that place must be really great really really great for for beings that are created more powerful than us to incessantly stalk and harass us because of our divine heritage that most of us don't even realize we have. I mean, look around you. Seriously, look around you. Everybody is lost in their mind. Doesn't matter if they're working, if they're driving, if they're serving food or pulling people over and giving them tickets or doing construction work. They're all lost in their mind. They're all in a different place and they're thinking. We're all thinking. But it's a lot of us a lot of us is is is, is locked into a self absorbed thinking. It's rare that you see that individual bonding with nature. You know, it's rare that you see people with the joy of the Lord upon them. Even Christians, even people who know the Lord. It's rare for us to have that sense of contentment. You know, my friend told me, you know, when I was talking with him a week or two ago. He says a lot of things that, you know, I, I I think of anyways, you know, things like, you know, he's like, Jupiter, you know, you are happy. You know, I know you live in the gutter. I know that you're poor. I know that you struggle. I know that you don't have food in your fridge. But I see joy in you. I see happiness in you. The joy of the Lord is upon you. You know, he he sees that, you know. He also says, why are you so worried about what Satan is doing? You know, like you're saved. And I had to tell him, like, I have to wake people up. I don't. It's, you know, when you discover something, you want everybody to know, you know. And. I can only be me. I can only be who I am. I know a lot of people have had problems with that. You know, a lot of people don't like who I am. I didn't like who I was for a long time. I'm just now starting to look at myself the way that God looks at me. And when I see people that are evil towards me immediately and they don't even know me. I walked into a gyro shop the other day off of Morse Road. Morrison High Street. And as soon as I pulled up, I seen the guy in the store just staring at me. Just I, I seen I just seen the negativity and evil upon him, you know. And so I looked down. I didn't want to make eye contact. I just, you know, said a prayer. Like I always try to pray and talk. I'm I'm I, I'm by myself all the time. I live alone. I work alone. Who do I talk to? I talk to Jesus. Who else who else am I going to talk to? I He's my only, my true friend. He's the only one that's really there for me and you. Man will let you down every time. Father, mother, sister, brother, cousin, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, co-worker. 
neighbor, you know, we're flawed. We're flawed creatures, you know. And I walked into the store, you know, because I, I, I do food delivery. And uh, he he immediately looked at me. He said, what's up? I'm like, whoa. I mean, that was like a, that was like a locked in the penitentiary. I accidentally walked into your jail cell. What's up? It was like, you're in my territory. Why are you here? What's up? What's up? Let's bang. Let's fight. What's up? It was, it was, that was the greeting that I received when I walked in to the gyro shop. And I know what it was. So I'm at, I'm at a stage where I'm humbling myself because I didn't get this for a long time. Immediately, I would respond accordingly. Like, what's up? What's up then? Let's go. You know, I would return that energy immediately. You know, and that used to work for me because as soon as I returned the energy that they gave me, it snapped them out of it. Like, oh, is that what you want? Because that's that's the type of energy you're giving me. Is this is this? Are you sure? Because I don't have anything. I don't have anything anymore that Satan can use against me. He destroyed everything. <laughs> he took my father. He took my wife. You know, I have no communication with other family members. None. Zero zilts, zip. No relationship. I am alone. I am on my last leg. I am ready for the kill. I am ready to be finished off. But I'm still here standing. Not by my will. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to die. I've always been ready to go. I was just looking at my, my childhood pic last night. A picture when I was a kid and I just had that look on my face like, why am I here? Why am I here? I don't want to be here. I had no choice in the matter. You had no choice in the matter. You didn't ask to be created. <laughs> we come from God. We were made in the image and the likeness of God. God who is eternal. Therefore, if we came from that, we always were. We may not remember it because we're in flesh. But we always were. Therefore, there ain't no getting away from it. And, and to destroy a soul, that's what hell is for. And I don't want to, I don't want to go to hell. You know, I still feel though that Satan shouldn't be in charge of hell. Satan should be the one that's tortured in hell. His fallen angels should be tortured. I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, I don't really need to, to, to even think about it. That's, that's God's job. He's got it under control. I'm not worried about it. I think a lot, though. Yeah, I'm always thinking. So, yeah, I was looking at pictures last night. And, you know, I've, I've been living in a distracted mode for so long. I've been living in disbelief. You know, I haven't really came to terms with everything that I've been through. I think we do that, you know, when... We go through traumatic experiences in life. We, we try to block it out and shut it out and try not to deal with it. And uh, when I was looking at the pictures of my dad last night, you know, I just broke down. I couldn't even breathe. You know, I'm like, I was hyperventilating. Uh, my, I was crying so much that my nose got clogged up. So I'm trying to breathe through my mouth. It just got to the point that I couldn't even cry no more. I wanted to cry. I wanted to stay there, but something weird happens. You know, you just soldier up, turn into that warrior that you don't want to be. 
I would give anything to just be a little kid again and the rapture happen. To not have to go through all this crap. I hate it. I understand it. I understand that we are going through things not as bad as Jesus went through. You know, they said Jesus' heart burst open and exploded because of the sorrow. All the sin of the world, past, present, and future were cast upon him. The night before, he was sweating so bad that it was blood sweat. Vessels were bursting and popping because he was couldn't sleep. He knew what was going to happen the next day. He knew he was going to get crucified. The way they tortured him and embarrassed him. Humiliated him, hung him nude on the cross, lacerated his flesh and ripped open his flesh, mocked him and, 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 and made fun of him. And he did that for us. He relinquished his, his, his soul to God. He could have died before any of that. A normal person probably would have died from that type of anxiety and worry. Went into shock, had a heart attack, you know. I mean, it happens all the time with people. I've seen a lot of pain when I worked in the funeral industry. I I never knew that I was going to, you know, be in the presence of so many corpses in my lifetime. It was a short stint. There's people that do this for years and years and years. I don't. I did it on and off for about five years, you know. But yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely seen my fair share. Hundreds, hundreds of dead bodies I've touched. You know, I was in the in the presence of their families while they were mourning. I was, I've cried with families before because I was caught up in that grief. I was in that energy field of, of sorrow and sadness, disbelief, everything that I went through and I'm still going through with my dad passing. I had to deal with the evilness of my family members. Nobody communicating with me. People making decisions to cremate my father who died a Christian. Who gave his life to Jesus Christ before he died. He didn't understand it. He didn't understand anything. He, he, he realized a lot of things before he died. He realized there was a deception there. He finally started looking at me in a different way. Even though he treated me negatively in my life and spoke bad about me to other family members. Told everybody I was the bad kid. But in the end, who was the only one that was there for him? Really, truly. The whole last year of his life, it was just me and him. There was nobody else there. I didn't see any of my brothers around my father like that. Now, in, in his very last moments, the family was around him. You know, I I was worried about securing and paying the bills for me and my dad because me and my dad lived together when he was dying. He lived with me. I lived with him. I invited my brothers to come stay. They all bailed out. Once they knew that the bills weren't paid, they didn't want to stay and, and tough it out and try to work it out. They ran to their mom. I've seen a lot of coward cowardice. I mean, I don't judge them. I'm upset because I knew they could have done better. And one brother called the police on me. I never thought that would happen. And then he was bragging about it on Facebook. Just disgusting behavior. I mean, these kids were innocent and pure kids at one point. I remember seeing them when they were born. I was there. 
I watched them grow up a little bit, you know, before the family was broke apart. It's hard not to hate Satan, man. I can't stand him. I'm so glad that there's a savior. I'm so glad that Satan does not have the final say so, that Satan does not have the final word. I know he will be coming into power soon here. I know he will be in the Antichrist soon. Hopefully I won't be here for that. If I am, I will face the guillotine, I'm sure. Happily. I'll happily lay down my life for Jesus. That'll be such a beautiful day. I don't know if that's how my life will turn out. Only God knows our death date. <laughs> he knows the beginning and end. You know, he knows things that these other gods don't don't know they have no clue they have some powers but in the end they lose there's only one true god the beginning and the ending the alpha and omega the great i am yahweh yeshua hamashiach the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. And if you think about I am, there's three letters in that, you know, Isn't that crazy. Three letters in I am. And we could perceive God in three ways, you know. He's everywhere. He's in everything around us. It all came from him. You're going to see traces of his DNA, so to speak, in everything, you know. It all comes from God. <sighs> then he gave life free will. I mean, that's a that's a powerful that's a powerful move right there. You know, if we're playing chess. You know, and you have free will to do whatever you want. You might be confined to that chessboard, but, you know, whatever you want to do, you want to flip the table, you want to break, break the, the pawns and, and, and the bishop and, and the queen and the king, you, you know, whatever you decide to do in this chess game on the board, off the board. It doesn't matter what you do, he's still in control because he created all of the tools and the elements for the game to be played. Why? To test, to test his creation. Do you not think that he knew by giving us a choice of free will that all of this could have happened? If it didn't happen with Adam Eve, it would have happened sooner or later. It's probably better that it did happen in the garden. It's probably good that it happened at that point. So we could wrap it up sooner. So we can get to heaven sooner. So we can get to paradise quicker. Think about paradise. Like true paradise. My friend Jan said it's shitty everywhere. He travels for a living. He's a traveler. He travels everywhere. He said it's shitty everywhere. And I know that's true because I've traveled and lived in different places as well. I've been to different states. I lived in Indiana and North Carolina and Kentucky and Florida. I've been to California and New York. It's shitty everywhere. Excuse me for cussing. But it is. It's crappy. Satan is just messing everything up. You know, 
Like I said, they created cancer so they can provide you with their cure for it. But their cure is actually killing you. Chemo kills you. You got to be a strong person to survive chemo. It, it tears me up when I think about the suffering that my dad went through with that, you know, with brain cancer, you know. Sucks. Couldn't even have a funeral because my brothers wanted to burn him. My brother had to go on vacation, though. He had his vacation trip planned. Smiling in his pictures. Posting them on Facebook. My dad's dying. My dad was dying and he said, hey, I'm going to go on vacation and enjoy myself. I'll get back to him when I get when I get back from vacation. Disgusting. But I can't judge. You know. My brother, my, my brother was getting drunk every day. Going out to the club every day, bringing home different women every day, fornicating, premarital sex. He even said that a homosexual groped him in the club. You know, we don't see it, you know. We can't, we can't judge anybody though. I mean, nobody's perfect. I got high. I got high, I was smoking weed when my dad was dying. Smoked it in the house, hoping the secondhand smoke would, he could breathe it in and it would help him. Stupid. We just do stupid stuff. We're stupid. We're dumb humans. I had a dream about this though, you know. I had a dream before my dad died. I told him the dream. I wrote the dream down. I remember going into his bedroom and saying, Dad, I got a dream. Can I tell you? He said, yeah. I said, okay. In this dream, uh, we were we were living together still. And um, um, somehow, I don't know, you had a whole bunch of money. You just came into wealth, extreme wealth. Like you had a lot of money. It was like you robbed a bank or something. I don't know how you got the money, but you had all this money. And then after that, it was weird because um, I seen you walking around the house in like your underwear. First, you had a robe on and then you didn't have a robe on and you were acting really strange. So you were doing weird things. You were kind of clumsy. It was like something was wrong with you, you know. <clears throat> and um, I seen like a male nurse come around and I didn't like the energy of the nurse. I didn't like the energy there was something negative. They they were coming to act like they were they were here to help you or heal you, and they were actually killing you. You know, and I'm like, I don't know what this dream means. It's a really weird dream, Dad. And he didn't know either. But you know what it meant? <laughs> yeah, these people at the hospital opened my my dad fell off a ladder. And broke his arm and his leg. They did an arm MRI. And next thing you know, they're, they're cutting my dad's head open. And pulling chunks of his brain out. And they say that he has cancer. How do we not know that they didn't put the cancer in his head? Oh, he he owns his own business. He's self-employed. Think, think about the people that are targeted for this. I mean, it doesn't always work that way, you know. Sometimes people are on Medicare or Medicaid or whatever, you know. But think about it, you know. Do these doctors really care? Or are they in on it? Are they in on it? Are they part of the satanic elite? Do they know what they're doing? Are they like Marina Abrovovich? 70-something years old and still looking like they're in their 50s or 40s? 
Are they pedophilers, cannibalists? How sick are these people? These elites. Oh, we have nanotechnology. We have cloning. We can just put our soul into a different vessel. We can live forever. But let's keep the minorities. Let's keep the slaves in slavery. Nothing's new under the sun. And even though we may not understand all of the intricacies to this, God does. And guess what? The rivers dry up. But no sin is unforgivable and it's never too late to come to Christ. It's never too late to get on your knees and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart to go and get baptized. It's never too late. It doesn't matter how many horrific things you have done in your life, how many children you have raped and massacred and ate their flesh and how many acts of cannibalism you've performed in your life and bestialities and none of these things are unforgivable. You know? But the window of grace is closing. The window of mercy is closing. How long can you go on living in sin? How long can you keep selling heroin? How long can you keep selling crack and coke? How long can you keep prostituting your body? How long can you keep getting away with credit card fraud? How long can you keep stealing? I seen it firsthand. I seen people with no joy in their life who have money. They're still miserable. They're still evil. They're still negative. They still gossip. They still talk bad about others. And if they talk bad about them, they talk bad about you. If a couple are having private conversations about their neighbors and people at their job and every day they just negatively speak on other humans here. Division is coming upon them as well within their marriage, within their relationship. It's time to purify our mind, to purify our thinking, to be more observant about what we are consuming, what we are watching, what we are listening to, who we are around. <laughs> There's no more chances. It's cold turkey right now. It's abandoned ship. It's completely stop it. Stop. Quit. Cold turkey. Stop it. I'm done smoking. I'm done stealing. I'm done drinking. I want Jesus. That's the point we are at right now. There's two ways to go about this. Your way or God's way. I choose God's way. What do I know? What do I know? Nothing. I have, a, I have like a seven-page resume. I've been in school my whole life. I made a vow that I'll never stop learning. But I'm not making a million dollars a year. I'm not making... Seven and a half million a month. I'm not making a hundred thousand a year. I'm not making 90, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, or even 20,000 a year. <laughs> I barely make a thousand a month. And actually, it all goes to bills. I have like 1,500 a month in bills. That's nothing compared to people who are rich. You know, they say you're supposed to make like three or four times the amount of your expenses, your rent and things like that. But I, I don't make six grand a month. 
technically I should be making six thousand a month to afford, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars in bills. But I don't. I don't even know how I'm making it, you know. It has to be God. People don't like when you talk like that. They're like, oh, well, you you're working your job, you know. Somebody built your house. Uh you you didn't do the plumbing, you didn't you know you're not providing a source of water to your home. You're not heating your home. You're not. I mean, they. I mean, they look at it like you. You that somebody's done it. You know that another human has done it, and you're paying for those services or whatever. But they don't look at it like God is providing it. You know. But I try to look at it that way. I try to look at God is working behind the scenes for something good to happen. For me to continue on, you know, spreading the gospel. I don't know. Like I said, I doubt anybody listens to these things. But hey, it's out there, you know. Even after the rapture, there's still a chance. That's when most people will start to wake up, though. You know, when they really, really see it. Like it's already here, like we're already witnessing it. It's it's kind of quiet, but it's there. But soon it'll it won't be quiet. Soon it'll be just yeah. You're a slave. You're fucked. Excuse me for cussing. And um there's nothing you can do about it, you know? You get the market of beast so you can buy and sell or you slowly die. You're excluded, you're outcasted, but guess what? We already are. There's no middle class no more. What was so good about the middle class? It lets you know that you can, <laughs> you can get to the upper class. <laughs> you know, you can, you can make it from, from poverty to the middle class to the upper class and, and be successful. But what are you really doing? Oh, I got a restaurant, but you're slaughtering innocent animals every day just so people can have hamburgers and and chicken sandwiches and, and, and steak. You know, you're selling genetic, genetically, genetically modified organisms. It's almost like there's no way to win. You know, it seems like we're defeated already. Fluoride in the water, chemtrails raining down from the airplanes. The pilots in our airplanes have these chemtrail buttons. It says chemtrail on. If you if you're lucky enough to get into the cockpit during a flight to see their dashboard and see that they they have that the chemtrail sprayer on. Idiots, dum dums. Because guess what? They're not gonna be in the air all the time. They gotta land somewhere. And guess what? Those chemtrails fall. They cause cancers. There's metallics in them. All kinds of bad things that we're breathing into our lungs. Our days will be numbered for the elect's sake. What's that really mean? Satan will be allowed to kill us easier and quicker, faster. Than ever before. How's that for the elect's sake? How's that for the saints, the followers of Jesus Christ? How's that good? It's good because we know the sooner this journey is over, the sooner we'll be in paradise with God, absent from the body, present with the Lord. It's glorious. It's a glorious day for us to die. We don't want to leave our loved ones here. You know, but are we really sad for us? Are we sad for them? We're sad for them. If I'm on my deathbed and I'm dying, I'm sad for everybody else who's here. I'm happy I'm going home. But a lot of people, they can't say that because they never knew Christ. They never knew Jesus. And that that's sad. That's that's not good. I, I want to know Jesus. 
I want to I want to know who's going to be in control where we're going. You know, it makes sense to take up your calling in life because we're all called. Like they said, many are called, but few are chosen. I know I'm chosen now. I know I can't waver. I know when I sin, there's immediate consequences for it. For me, because I know. If you don't know, you might not put that connection there. You might not put the connection that every time you steal, there's a karma for that, so to speak. I don't even want to say karma because I just feel like it's an action and, and reaction is a consequence for your action. We, we were created for good. So if you do bad, bad will happen to you. We weren't created for that. We were created to do good so good things happen for us. All right, so the maximum recording time for my segment is 60 minutes, and I am being alerted to keep an eye on the clock as we near 56 minutes with four minutes left. So with these four minutes left, I want to say a prayer for you. Dear Lord Jesus, you said when two or more are gathered in your name that you are present. And if another individual is listening to this right now, this point in time, that will solidify this agreement. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit come upon them immediately. I I pray that your word is downloaded downloaded into their being. I pray that these individuals confess all of their sins to you so that they may be healed and so that restoration may start taking place. I pray that they understand that the only way a healing and restoration will take place is if they confess their sins to you, if they admit and confirm and believe with their heart, mind, body, and soul that you are the Lord, that you were sent here in human form to be the sacrificial lamb and to die for our sins, past, present, and future, that you have a plan for their life and you have called them to rise to the occasion, to do better because they know better. I pray that their discernment becomes stronger. I pray that they have the courage and bravery to quit whatever negative and sinful things that they are continuing to do in their lives. I pray for their redemption. I pray for their baptism. I pray for them to be a new creation in Christ and you. I pray that you work it out for them and I pray that they continue to spread your gospel and to help others who have fallen because the time is running out. The window of grace is closing and the rivers do dry up. So, yes, Lord Jesus, I pray that they start to seek you in everything they do, that they start becoming more aware of what they consume and what they are watching and listening to. I pray that they do their research, that they read the Bible, that they search you on YouTube videos instead of watching program television. I, I pray that they cut off their cable and their satellite TV. I pray that they focus on you solely to keep their eyes on you, to get onto the narrow path so that they can make it out of here. I pray for that, Lord Jesus. I pray that. The lies that they've been told to believe become apparent to them that they are lies, that that void has not been filled. The way that void can be filled is through you and you alone, Lord Jesus. I hope that they come to that realization immediately now. In Jesus name, I command that. I command healing. I command shockwaves to go through their body. I command that you feel their being. I pray that they confess their sins to you, Lord Jesus. I pray that they humble themselves before you. I pray that they have a chance. 
I pray that it is not too late for them. I pray that they can get rid of their pride and ego and arrogance and humble themselves before you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, y'all. Until the next one. Stay blessed. Spread the gospel. Our time is running out. Goodbye.